Are you a hospitality worker looking to purchase a new home? Don't settle for just any realtor. Use someone who understands your industry. Our real estate partner, John Ho, has a history in hospitality and is now able to help our industry through the home buying process. Along with his partner at Foundation Mortgage, they have the products and intimate knowledge of the hospitality industry to assist you in identifying properties to purchase and get you qualified for financing. Too often in our industry, we've been fed lies about the path to home ownership. The truth is, you don't need great credit scores. You don't need tens of thousands of dollars for a down payment, and you certainly don't need two years of employment at one job. Don't take chances with the one of the most significant purchases of your life. Trust people who understand the needs of hospitality workers. A team who is non-judgmental and is flexible enough to accommodate any hospitality schedule. And for you managers and executives listening out there, reach out to them to inquire for free information you can pass along to your staff. Contact them today to start your home buying journey with the right team. John Ho at 615-483-0315. Or you can follow him on Instagram at Hospitality. Amanda Gardner with Foundation Mortgage is 865-230-1031. Find her on Instagram at Mortgage Amanda. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host, Co-host Caroline Galzen will be joining us shortly, and we are powered by Gordon Food Service. We got a great show for you today. Josh Buckley, who is the CEO of the Nation's Brewing Company, which includes Fat Bottom Brewing. Uh, they do the the beer for the Nashville Soccer Club. They do Nashville the the Music City Light and uh, Bravazzi, which is their Italian sparkling soda. In, from what I hear, it's delicious. Everybody loves it. Caroline loves it. They sell it at uh, Nikki's Coal Fired. And they brought us some samples, and the girls from Broads, uh, on Broadway were in doing an episode today, and I had them taste them. They went, oh, my God, this is delicious. We need this everywhere. So uh, good stuff they've got going on over there, and we talk all about all of his opportunities and things he's doing. Fun episode. Can't wait to get in there. I do want to say thank you to everybody who reached out uh, with our big announcement last week that... We are going to be reopening Chago's Cantina in, on Belmont Boulevard. We're so excited to do that, and it's been a long time in the works, and I'm excited to be able to talk about it now because uh, it's a major part of what we're doing. Yeah. We've got a big week ahead of this week, and we are going to make your weekend amazing right here at Nashville Restaurant Radio because we have two big events, and we are giving away tickets to all of it. First off, I want to tell you about uh, Toast Nashville. Toast Nashville is going to start on Friday. There's a VIP tasting with celebrity chefs that goes into a concert by Ivan Neville. Celebrity chefs Manit Shohan, Christopher Petroni, Kevin Deshanes, and Kevin Bloodsoe. You enjoy entertainment from special guest MCs and live music as you mingle with fellow foodies for a night of culinary enjoyment and fun. So that is on Saturday. There's two tastings on Saturday, and then it's going to end up with a grand brunch at Shohan Ale and Masala House with all of those chefs providing. They just added Alex Ballou to that as well. So here's what you have to do. You have to listen to the episode. I'm putting out another 
bonus episode tomorrow where we, sh- we talk with Ke- Chef Kevin DeShane. We're going to talk with Alex Ballou and Manit Shohan. You listen to that episode, and I'm going to tell you how you can win free tickets. And it's going to have to do with you going to my Instagram and doing some fun things. Just like this Sunday night where we have the Tennessee Tasting. I am so excited to tell you about the Tennessee Tasting because this is the Giving Kitchen's big Tennessee event. And the Giving Kitchen is doing amazing work for hospitality workers. Anybody who gets hurt, you're injured, you need help, the Giving Kitchen is here for you. And this is their big fundraiser for Nashville. So here's what they're going to do. You're going to enjoy live music from Brassfield while you sip on cocktails, beer, wine, mocktails if you're me and eat some of the best food nashville has to offer uh, by purchasing it purchasing a ticket to this event you're supporting the giving kitchens mission the giving kitchens mission to help food service workers in crisis you can learn more about the giving kitchen at thegivingkitchen.org. so here's the details it is set sunday april 23rd 2023 it is from five to nine it is at the bedford event building in Nashville. This is right off of Sidco Drive. It's right at Harding Place in 65. That's where it is. It's really easy to get to. There's plenty of parking. The food and beverage that's going to be there. You're going to have the Bach Bar, Alyssa Gangeri from the Buttermilk Ranch, Tandy Wilson from the City House, uh, Lee Smith from East Lee Desserts, Chase Ingles of Frothy Monkey, Tyler Alkins of Love and Exile, Julio Hernandez from Mais de la Vida, Julius Gilbert from Maribols, uh, Jarvin Springer from Old Red, Gerard Kraft of Pastoria, Ben Tyson from Patchwork Nashville, Adriana Ortega from Succulent Vegan Tacos. We're going to have Tzatziki's there as well. Is everybody from the Nashville Engagement Council? And this is going to be so much fun. I'm going to be the MC for the event. We've got lots of special guests that'll be there that you will want to see. And um, I want to give away some tickets. So these are these are. Tickets I want to give away, I want you to come experience this. So here's what you got to do. You got to look at the post for this episode tomorrow morning, and I'm going to ask you a couple questions. And on there, I need you to respond. Follow Nashville Restaurant Radio. Follow The Giving Kitchen on Instagram. And then I want you to tell me your favorite episode. Just your favorite episode you've ever listened to that you thought was awesome. Just make sure that you're following us. Make sure you're following The um, the Giving Kitchen Maybe tag a friend you'd like to take with you, but I just want you to name your favorite episode, and I'll put that in the post tomorrow that, hey, look, if you just do these things, I'm going to pick two sets of people, right? So I'm giving away four tickets, two sets of two. Uh, I think this is a $100 value, and I would love to see you there. So stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram at Nashville underscore restaurant underscore radio. Uh, you can follow me at Brandon underscore NRR. Caroline is at Gals and Gal. And uh, yeah, that is our announcements for today. We have got your weekend planned out over the next, this coming weekend. This is going to be lots and lots of fun. But for now, you're not here to hear all my announcements. You're here to hear this interview. And this is a damn good interview with Josh Buckley, the CEO of The Nation's Brewing. Super excited today to welcome in Josh Buckley, who is the CEO, the Chief Executive Officer for the Nations Brewing here right down the street from you. Yes, right down the street. So 
I have a confession to make. Do it. I have been in the nations for such a long time and I have oh. so much nation's pride and I do not know the origins of nation's brewing. So oh, that, here, here you well, are. Welcome to Nashville yeah. Restaurant Radio. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. This is fun. As I was saying earlier, this is by the first podcast ever. So I'm you're glad doing that great I got so to do far. this experience with you. Yeah. You're on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I have a gentle hand. It's nice. <laughs> Um, so yes, in the nations itself, nations brewing concept is only come into existence probably in the past year. So, um, it is a, a holding company or a home for beloved brands, uh, fat bottom music city beer company. And on the newer side, uh, Bravazzi, which is a hard Italian soda, mm. which is catching fire here in Nashville and, and getting out into the world. But, um, and then we have some non-alk brands like our tennis sweet tea company. It's nice. a lot of fun things. So, well, the um, Bravazzi we just put on our spring menu at Nikki's, and it is selling like oh, crazy. Good. Awesome! People Which flavors love did you it. Get? We only have the grapefruit. We have okay. it on tap. Oh, um, but we're nice. doing a happy hour special where people can mix their favorite spirit with mm -hmm. it. So you can do like a vodka with the grapefruit mm -hmm. or a tequila shot with like mixed in with the Bravazzi and it is delicious and it's selling really, really well. Yeah. Which one's winning? Like the, the liquor war over there. Oh, that's what a good question. I yeah. actually don't know. How, so we, yeah, cause we have fun with it too like in our own tap room and stuff, trying to figure out what the, what the right concoction is or the right flavor. I, so. I actually just had a bar meeting yesterday where they were talking about wanting to bring on additional flavors and come up with like new summer yeah. cocktail programs. So the peach so is really tuned. good too. So. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. I love peaches. It's all deadly. Yeah. Okay. So you said <laughs> like I don't know. I've never had the bravati. I'm. This is one of those moments where it kind of sucks not being a drink because it sounds well, fucking delicious, it, and it I'm is, like, I want to try that. It's like a bougie yeah. white claw. Yeah. It's like a nicer version of a a white claw type of spirit. Yeah. I mean, I think where where it's it's playing in that. I mean, sparkling Italian sodas, right? Are yeah. so popular for everyone, right? I mean, who doesn't love drinking a good? Yeah. I like my sparkling <laughs> Italian one, water right yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I'm addicted to this. Yeah, and so I think for us the the thought process behind it a lot is um is just how do you get something that drifts a little bit more on the taste spectrum, get a little bit more flavor into it, and um and sort of elevate. There's this category that's getting that's growing up right now. This sort of beyond beer, beyond seltzer is because people just lack the terms to articulate what it is. Um, that comes out of a, a sugar brew based, right? As opposed to your traditional malt based kind of things. People f uh, figure out how to ferment directly from sugars. And so um, it's what gives it that like natural cleaner taste, a little bit lighter, which, which very first guy that did that was your spiked seltzer a million years ago. Um, it feels like a million years ago. Like a, like a Mike's hard lemonade or like yeah, a so those Smirnoff are, ice. So those were all the world of flavor malt beverages, right? And so that was that was a different brewing process, which kind of kept it a little bit heavier, basically. You, but lack of a better way to explain it, you basically came up with like a flavorless beer, right? And then you mm -hmm. put flavor into it, which is how you got Not Your Father's Root Beer. Wasn't like lemonade. Zima the OG on yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Exactly. That's the first thing I drank. Mm -hmm. Was Zima? Yeah, I was like 15, 16 years old, and we would go to Cho's Market <laughs> over off by like, I went to Lipscomb, and it was like right over there, and we would he would sell to us, so we drank Zima. Yeah. Oh. You got it. My, I want to say our, my first, this sounds like a real backwater story, but there was a, <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually in a, a normal town. Um, there was a Cajun grocery store near Mobile Bay, like down by the bay where they would sell alcohol and cigarettes to probably a five-year-old. Anybody. And when I was in middle school, if you had $5, you could get <laughs> a bottle of Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill <laughs> and a pack of Marlboro Lights. And we were ready to go for the weekend. 
Josh, what was your first yeah. drinking experience? What, did, what was the first alcohol you drank? Yeah, I think for me, so I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, um, with sort of my, my youth life. Adult life has been down here in Nashville, but uh, there's a product up there, J.W. Dundee's Honey Brown Beer, Ooh. which I don't know if that ever Is made that it Is that a Kugel product now, a Honey Brown? I feel like I see that in the Midwest. I, yeah, I think it was originally made out of in, in you know the 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 world out there can fact check this, but I'm pretty I think I'm accurate here. I think it came out of originally from a brewery called High Falls Brewery out of Rochester, New York. I think is where it started. But to your point, it, it, I'm sure subsequently has been acquired multiple times. I mean, I, you don't see it much around anymore. But yes, I definitely see it in Chicago and Wisconsin. I know okay. what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Like I said, grew up in the Midwest area. Yeah. I think it was typically a Midwest product, but. Um, yeah, and then I think from there you move quickly on to, uh, at some point, there was like an MD 2020 incident, Ooh, you know, yeah. time period, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people have that one. We've all been history. there. I yeah. think the, the first one that like took me out, that like I got like sick from drinking too much was um, Bud Ice. Ooh, <gasps> oh my yeah. God. Was Bud Ice. Bud That's Ice. Old. We used to love Bud Ice. We paid a cab driver to take us to, we gave him like 30 bucks to go buy us like an 18 or like a 24 pack of suitcase. Oh, yeah. The old penguin commercials. Too. Yeah. And then yeah. we got a, we got, and we were like, we got beer, man. And the, the guy was like, whatever, you know. Okay. How about this blast <laughs> from the past? Who remembers Tequiza? I remember Tequiza. I have like thought about seven, ninety seven, ninety eight ish for a while. Yeah. Anyway, that is. I, hey, let, time for a comeback. For sure. Let's get on at Nations Brewing. That's Let's right. bring back Tequiza. We, hey, you, you may you see a nice product out of us ideas. yet. No, there, there may be a nice product in the future out of Music City Beer Company, but okay. um, but um, yeah. And so the Spike Seltzer guys, they started in Connecticut, I think is where it was. They eventually got purchased by Budweiser, became Bon and Viv. And that was sort of what gave birth to that whole seltzer craze. And then Mike's came out with White Claw. Sam came out with Truly. Yeah, you had the market kind of getting flooded with those products. And so, yeah, the real idea of Bravazzi, just a lot fuller flavor, um, drifting up towards that premium end and just where the expectations start. Like, so that you can be at a place like Nikki's Coal Fire. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Do you see how he Bravazzi. brought that back after that sidebar? He went just right back to the main thing. Like, Love that's why blog. he's the CEO. <laughs> Love it. He has that ability. Uh, I don't know. Just, I just can put up with a lot. So you, <laughs> you said know, that you, you guys, you said you guys have been open for about a year. How did this, how did this come to be? How did this all get started? The, the nation's brewing. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. the company so, has right. come together. So what all brands yeah. are underneath that too? That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, it's important is, is the nation's is kind of, we're there just to kind of organize. And unfortunately in the world, there's you know legal documents and taxes and all those good things you have to deal with. But, um, I mean, Fat Bottom's been around for 10 plus years. Um, one of sort of, if you get into the, the craft. Fluffo mattress. Yeah, see, yeah. Back, back to its East, East Nashville, Nashville roots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so it's fun. Like that beer scene, right? If you go all the way back, right? Of course, the Gerst Brewery is very famous here in Nashville from back in the late 1800s into the 1900s. Um, but in the sort of that modern era, as I think of it, you really had in 94, you kind of had Blackstone as one of the last legacy breweries from that time period. Fantastic. Kent and those guys. Kent and um, Stephanie. We'll yeah. throw Stephanie in there. Rest, yeah, rest in peace. Absolutely. It's absolutely. Love Stephanie. Um, and so, and then you kind of morphed into the early 2000s when you had Linus and Yazoo come along, come online. Um, and I'm a Vandy business school guy too. And so Linus, and so that's funny, actually Bailey over at Jackalope was at Vandy at law school while we were in business school. So <laughs> there's sort of this random Neil McCormick's going to be on the show next oh, week. Yeah. He was just recording an episode with me last week. So Neil McCormick with Yazoo back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. You probably it's, know Neil. 
Um, it's fun. So, so Lions came and then Bailey, of course, started, I think, 2011, about there. And then we were 2012. And then it's sort of given birth to quickly Black Abbey came on after that. And some, you know, and then you get into it. You probably have around 30 breweries here in just Nashville alone, craft breweries running around. Um, so the scene's it's really grown up a lot and it's, it's fun. So, so for sure. So Fat Bottom, that brand has been there. Music City Beer Company, um, that probably started... You're talking going back six years ago now, seven years ago, um, with with the gentleman who owned a bar of, of if you remember the good old Dan McGinnis days. Um, mm, but that's, yes, that's Nashville, yes. a different time I, period, right? But it's now Tailgate Brewery, which is at the the head right there at Demumbrian. Yeah, Dan McGinnis. Yeah, exactly. And so, born out of like running that that bar, there was this idea that. Um, like, why doesn't Nashville have its own local domestic beer, right? You know, so many other great cities have, whether it be Philly and Yingling, or you got Narragansett, you've got Old Style, right? Why doesn't Nashville have this great classic beer? And to, to extent, I think Lions done a great job with Gerst making that happen, but just truly bringing back like a domestic line of beers. Um, and so that's really all things Music City Beer Company is, is finding that that just that great price point of the domestic world and the styles that are just a little bit lighter, a little bit more drinkable than sort of where the craft world has gone. Um, and so that, that company has been around for six years. And so really fun at that part is it's been fun. It's cause it's, it's a totally different style of brewing. It's a totally different everything. Right. And so and that's music city light. Yeah. So music city light is the flagship beer there. Okay. Um, we subsequently over the past year have added into that, uh, we do the soccer sponsorship. So there's the Music City Pitch Beer, which is the official beer for Nashville soccer at the, the local level. Um, there is an Amber version. There is a Shandy version. Um, and we're working on a couple more flavors or styles in that that uh, that line, too. So That's we'll exciting. More coming from that. Yeah, I call them so they can have friends on the shelf. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, and then the third brand in the alcohol side is Bravazzi which again is, is this beyond beer, beyond seltzer world. And so, yeah, for us, it's always important while we, we, they're brewed out of the same facility. There's different brewers that work on different pieces of them, but, um, as they really are their own brands, their own styles, their own lives, they, they don't, um, you're again, fat bottoms, your craft beer world, music city is your domestic world. And Bravazzi is this fun sort of evolving market that we're, we're trying to play in. So. Now, what is your personal background? How did, have you always been, I know you sure. said you went to Vanderbilt Business School. Mm -hmm. Did you get right into the beer world after no. school or? No, I've, I've sort of have one of those, uh, that's, that's this one of these things. It could take as long as you, yeah, we can fill the rest of the podcast up with this one. <laughs> it's one of those let's, let's non-orthodox versions of it, which hopefully, um, you know, it's one of those stories where, no, my first life, I, my sort of undergrad degree was in mechanical engineering of all things decided I was too extroverted to be an engineer and sort of locked in a lab somewhere for a long time that just wasn't the right fit for me uh at the time this would have been late 90s into early 2000s it, sort of New York and Wall Street was all the rage then right so I was like oh let's go be a finance guy in New York City and so um it was Wall Street trader for a little bit then it, was married my wife was like hey she was down here in nashville so she was I, this is no your new york days are this is not a fun place i was like no i get it let's let's go somewhere else um so moved to nashville did business school at vandy when did consulting for the next sort of eight years of my life um and then as you 
you grow mature, you have families and stuff. It's hard traveling on the road all the time and all those things and just sort of um, getting away from that life. And so started wanting to figure out how do you do something local? How do you, you know, what are what can you do? The consulting was your classic sort of fixing businesses, helping businesses, doing a lot with human capital too, which would become part of our world now and just um, growing teams and culture and people. Um, and then we started Annie, who is a good friend of mine from business school. I sort of always wanted to do something in, in business together, right? Um, and then looked for cool opportunities locally to get involved with companies here that you could help and you could uh, take ownership in them and operate them. And I think, uh, so the other piece to your question is why beer, why those things? So father-in-law was a beer distributor for 30 plus years. Um, you know, it was awesome. Always been an awesome guy. Just, you know, uh, always had a, a great relationship with him. And so the opportunity, you know, sort of taking a lot through osmosis, right? Um, and actually, Bravazzi was his product. Mm. And so after he had retired from the beer distribution world, launched this product, it was one of these things where uh, it always sort of frustrated him that my wife, his daughter, um, his wife, they were never, they've never been big beer, wine, or liquor drinkers. They've always wanted this this sort of best beyond beer thing, but there was never anything out there. And so when he met the Spike Seltzer guys and sort of saw this other version of creating a product was like, this is this is the the next industry that's going to evolve. I need to be a part of it. And so uh, in his second, you know, he kind of came out of retirement and, and created this product and had been working on it for a while. Um, and this opportunity popped up with, with the former guys, Ben and Quinn, who were the respective owners of Music City and Fat Bottom, um, where they were looking for somebody to come in and, and help them with what they were doing and, and take on an ownership role and a, and a leadership role at the company. And it just sort of all came together nicely to bring the, all the brands. Bravazzi at that point had been more or less a virtual company, taking advantage of a lot of this, this third-party co-packing stuff, um, which is great, but it's hard, and there's a lot to coordinate. And so we said, what an opportunity to just kind of bring that all together here in the city of Nashville um, and not have to travel for a lot for work anymore. So, <laughs> so here we are. That's the, the long, and that's the short version too, right? So <laughs> if everybody's still with us out there. What's the best part about what you do? What do you, what, what do you, so getting into this thing, not yeah. doing it, I mean, kind of having a loose background with it, but yeah. getting into this, what is the best part? Fast forward, I'm going to ask you what the worst part is too. But what <laughs> do you, what do you, what are some of the things you love about what you do? Yeah, I mean, so I think first thing is, you know, the easy answer, right, for this piece is beer, I mean, beer, right? Uh, I mean, if we have that ability that if you're having a bad day, guess what? Like you just have to make it downstairs and there's beer. <laughs> um, and, uh, and even if it's a bad day in the middle of the day and you're at a lunch meeting, guess what? In this industry, people are drinking beer at lunch and there's no, you know, there's no eyebrows raised or anything. Right. Um, and so that's definitely part one. I think part two is it's pretty cool. Um, Andy and I have always had a big focus on culture in the companies and, and, and a firm belief that uh, we kind of distill it down to nobody should come in hating their job. And if they do, like we as management, if you will, um, or the leadership team are doing something wrong. Like there's there's something we're not doing right. It's not their fault they're not enjoying their job. It's our fault they're not enjoying their job. And so I think there's also a huge part of the, the things we do that um, it really, it's awesome to watch people that have gone from sort of bad cultures, bad places to, um, to having people, frankly, generally believe in them and give them a lot of runway and seeing the things they can accomplish um, is pretty awesome too. Uh, that's, that's probably the, the most interesting and rewarding part is just seeing how that, how teams and people evolve and in, yeah. I love that. No, that, that's, that's a, a great answer. Are you competitive with other local beer companies or are you guys like barbecue folks? Or are you guys like all best friends? 
Yeah, I think I can't speak because I've, I've obviously only been doing it for a year. Um, I personally am not competitive at all. I think if, if there's competition, this kind of the way I look at it is really for us, it's the outside world coming in, right? Nashville has gotten so much traction and so much notoriety, and not to mention so many people have moved here that aren't necessarily from Nashville, care about Nashville brands, that it's really the, the a lot of competition from the regional breweries, which again, great beer, but hey, this is Nashville, like, you know. As much as I love places that I did no no ill will towards people from Atlanta or from Alabama or other areas, but it's just like, man, I'd much rather lose a tap handle to somebody here in town than to lose it from an out-of-towner, right? Um, just sort of defend this house kind of mentality. But um, yeah, no, I, I mean, everybody I've met thus far have been awesome. So um, we do a lot of cool things that the CBC is going to be here, the Craft Brewers Conference, which is going to be pretty yes, awesome. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. That's, yeah. that's a pretty big deal. It's, it's yeah. going to be here in Nashville. Second time in the past. I think last time was five, five I want to say five years ago, probably about. For people who aren't familiar with this, the Craft Brewers Conference mm-hmm. and kind of what that weekend in Nashville is going to entail, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, every industry, every Every what? Industry, every industry. What? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, nothing. We're going to force her to get on the mic. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to. She's, she's there in the corner. That's right. And I'm like, what, what, why is she not on the mic? What's going on here right now? She's like giving you signals and stuff. And I'm like, no, she needs to be on mic. What's going on here? Seriously. For those who don't know, uh, Rachel Adams, our director of marketing, who's fantastic, is, is, is hiding over here. I think mainly probably to be my chaperone. She knows I can... I can tell a story for a long time. So she's probably mostly giving me the stop talking sign. But, um, <laughs> she's nodding yes over here in the corner. She just, she's, got a, she's got headphones on, but the mic yeah. the could be turned on if she wants to get yeah. in, Rachel. The other reason why I love beer is because you're allowed to tell really long stories while you're drinking yes, beer. That, yes. it, it's a better way. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> Hi. See, look at that. We did it. We it got does, her on mic. Works. No, I, I'm secretly telling Josh to like bunt and steal second. So <laughs> he's like giving him hand signals over here. Like, take this pitch. Okay, just take it. That's don't right. don't swing. Don't swing. That's right. Um, no, yeah. So craft brewers. I mean, every industry has some sort of mega conference, right? Uh, and for for those in the craft beer industry, craft brewers conference is obviously that one. And so it's cool. It's just a lot of different brewers from all over the country will come in. Um, there's a lot of great parties. You know, for those who don't know, a lot of your local restaurants will um, either have like tap takeovers or they'll have just beers that you generally will not find in Nashville will come into Nashville during that week. Well, that's so, awesome. Yeah, and so it's a cool time to sort of it, from the brewing side. It's a cool time to to, I think it probably parallels a lot of like, not that I am a musician or pretend to be one, but the friends that I have that do it, you know, I think it's that opportunity to sort of jam and hear and see what other people do and how they play. And so from the brewing world, it's cool. Um, there is a level of art as well as science, but uh, a level of art to brewing. So I think it's fun for those guys uh, and, you know, people in the industry to talk and just, Hey, you know, how did you make this beer? What do you do differently? What are the what pieces of equipment are you using? All the different things that go on. So a lot of collaborative things. Um, I know we'll be throwing a party for uh, the Tennessee Craft Brewers Guild down at our new place, Teddy's Tavern. Um, that's going to happen on is that Wednesday. I believe I so. It's yeah. Wednesday. What which is, is Teddy's Tavern? See, you're like she already knows I'm a squirrel, and you're already you're sorry. I'm so sorry. Happy. I'm getting a sidetrack, <laughs> but I, I am too. I'm no. like, ooh, Teddy's Tavern. What's that? Yeah, so so Teddy's is uh, again first and foremost we don't try to pretend a hospital to be a hospitality company. We leave that to the folks that do hospitality. Um, for us, this unique opportunity popped up to own a restaurant 
literally across the street from Bridgestone Arena. Um, it's where the old Poncho and Lefties used to be. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Will and those guys were vacating that space and sort of just it, it came across our radar and it was an opportunity to take the lease out on that building. And so it was just sort of this, for those who don't know, it's um, it's if, it's not the oldest. It is one of the oldest buildings in downtown Nashville. Last standing federal home. It was built circa sort of 1820. Um, it's just a super cool building if you've never been in it. Um, and so for us, it was not only being a local, we, we focus a lot with Fat Bottom you know, and Music City, local craft beer, right? We're local domestic, local craft. And so being part of the community, is, it's just a natural piece of it. And so the, the opportunity to sort of preserve this historic building and, and take over the stewardship from Will and those guys, it was just such a cool opportunity to, to be able to put something in there. Um, and it's, it, you couldn't replicate it. You would never want to try to replicate it. It's a, uh, uh, for those who know, the Broadway world is quite a, a dog-eat-dog world in terms of getting beer placements down there. And so for us, too, it's just a cool way to to have our beer presence in the downtown Nashville ecosystem um, and also do something that can help protect the community and preserve a building. And and really, for us, it's just a cool opportunity to add to the history of downtown Nashville and, down, and Broadway. And and uh, for us, we're trying to bring back a lot of original music and put a lot of original songwriters and folks with their own music down there to sort of give that yeah, I guess my romantic dream, it would be the next generation of country stars. Like, we, we hopefully probably will have one of those, right? That uh, somebody's like, hey, I got my start in Teddy's Tavern, right? Um, I think that's so cool. And I think for, you know, all of us as locals, you know, it is still fun to go down to Broadway mm-hmm. sometimes. I was just there last week. I had a girlfriend in town from Chicago. And, you know, I feel like as locals, we kind of have our spots that we go to on Broadway. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. like, I'm not going to go to Tin Roof on Broadway, but I love AJ's. You mm-hmm. know, it kind of just has that more local vibe to me, like that dive bar feel. Um, so I'd love to hear that there's another option for, for yeah. that local feel. Absolutely. It used to be a place, I think it was called Buffalo Bill's. Mm-hmm. Or Wild That's the Bills. Same. Wild, Wild Bills was right. Wild there. Bills. Yeah. That what it's called. Buffalo <laughs> Billiards was on second, but like it was That's a right. place called Wild Bills, and it was like all these like a motorcycle kind of a theme. It was yep. the coolest bar. They had like the Weinberg upstairs yep. where you could drive like wine by the ounce. And I used to go there all the time because the guy who ran the, owned the place was always there. He was always drinking. He was always a heavy pour. And before yep. Preds games, that was our go to because it was directly across the street from the arena. Exactly. And it was of such a cool building like to go on upstairs there's a patio like on the rooftop that overlooks the you know so if there's like a watch party for a preds Mm -hmm. game on that patio it's like the catbird seat you have got any of that i mean it's just a really cool building it's time to hear a word from the people who make this show possible hey guys we are supported by sharpie's bakery and we've been supported by sharpie's bakery for the last year and i tell you i couldn't be more proud of this partnership guys they're a locally owned and operated bakery right here in nashville for the last 36 years yes they deliver fresh baked bread daily to your restaurant's back door and man, is it good. You want to know what kind of bread they make? Go check them out at sharpiesbakery.com. That's C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S bakery.com. So they have over 200 types of bread. And if you're wondering, well, hey, look, it's a special recipe that I like to use that, you know, we bake it in our house and it's just, it's a kind of a pain, but we, we like to do it. They can take your recipe and make that bread for you without any of the hassle, the mess, the labor, They'll just deliver right to your door every single day. It is freshly baked. They love to give you a tour of their facility. Give Erin Moso a call. Her number is 615-319-6453. You should do it now.
Do you provide your team with health insurance? If you work for a restaurant right now that doesn't offer health insurance, do you need health insurance? Because Dan Marr over at Southern Health Insurance wants to change that. If you're a local restaurant and you just, you really want to offer health insurance, there are so many benefits. Improved employee retention, you have happier team members, which means longer tenures and less training time. Smoother shifts make everyone's lives easier, meaning happier employees are more likely to stick around. When employees take care of their health, they're less likely to take sick days. This means reduction in lost productivity and revenue for your business. Fewer sick days, wouldn't that be great? You have improved morale, a healthy workplace with opportunities for growth is a happy workplace. Encouraging your team's well-being will result in higher morale and better work performance. Guys, all of these things, Dan offers health insurance. He offers visual insurance and dental, as well as life insurance. And guys, if you're out there and the marketplace is just too tough to navigate, Dan can answer any question that you may have. Any business, if you're a small business, it doesn't have to be a restaurant, you need to call Southern Health Insurance, 832-816-8602. If you prefer to email, you can email dan at southernhealthins.com. What Chefs Want story is incredibly unique. The owner, Ron Turnier, met with a bunch of chefs in Louisville back in the early 2000s and asked them one simple question. What do you want? And the chefs, they responded emphatically. We want deliveries on Sunday. We want to be able to split any item that you sell. We want a frictionless experience where we feel like we're being served. And so you know what he did? Something crazy. He did just that. So What Chefs Want is not only a company that's delivering fresh produce, fresh seafood, fresh custom cut meats, specialty items, dairy, gourmet, all of that seven days a week. They also offer 24-7 customer support. You want to call, you want to text, you want to email, you can talk to somebody 24-7. Get your delivery seven days a week in an amazing selection of products. That is what chefs want. So if you ever wonder, why do they call it that? That's your reason. Check them out at whatchefswant.com. You have got it. any exactly. of that. I mean, it's just a really cool building. Yeah, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head, right? If we do Teddy's right, that's exactly bringing back that vibe to that building uh, for sure. And I think 1.2 is like a pub five. I think it was pub five. Yeah. That's right. I was, was trying to remember what it was. Yep. It was uh, Will history. from Chelsea Tap mm-hmm. Room on that, right? Yeah. Yep. What is, are you guys open? Yeah. So I, I'd call it, it's really in its, I would say like soft open stage. Um, we're still finishing off the roof part. Um, just kind of more refurbishing the roof to get it cleaned up. Uh, but the first and second floors are open. Um, I think really the gem of that place, since this is probably appealing to mostly local folks, so, you know, we'll give away some of the local secrets about it. Please um, do. Yeah. Is, um, you know, we're doing something fun where we already intentionally kind of kept the prices a little bit lower than most of Broadway. Again, just because we've just no twelve dollar right Miller lights. I at know, Tennis? right? <laughs> no, not ex- not at all. In fact, you, you probably can buy, can't even buy Miller Light there. No, you well, no, no. You can absolutely buy Miller Light there. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. not just. Hey, we wouldn't be good Southern hosts if we didn't allow for products for everybody. That okay, they smart. Um, yeah, I mean, the the highlight, of course, is going to be five dollar Music City lights that you can get down there, right? So I don't think you can probably find it. 
much cheaper than that down there. I've, Joe, Joe, our director of hospitality, may be mad at me. I think it, it's is it. I'm looking at Rachel. It's five or six dollars. Five or six dollars. I was yeah. going to mention Joe Guerra. He's one of. I love yeah. that guy. By the way, yes, he's, he's an amazing somewhere dude. Shaking his fist at me. Oh, Joe's awesome. So that's Joe. You know, has oversight over that place on a day to day basis. There's another gentleman down there, Jonathan Martin, who's the GM, who's fantastic. Um, but uh, it was intentionally to try to bring back some of that pricing that for folks that. Um, that are local and honestly to bring locals back down there. And um, so, but we have, you know, Miller Lite, Bud Light, all the other beers that are there too. Of course, we try to feature our beers and do specials with the, the fat bottom brands and the music city beer company. And, were you going to say that if you're a local, you get a discount? Yeah. So that okay, was, I was like, yeah. tell me that's what you're <laughs> yeah, going at. Okay. Absolutely. So again, oh, shh, this is locals only. You can't share <laughs> this with other people. But uh, it's the secret menu at you know. Yeah. Wherever. So the two fu- two of the fun Easter eggs. There's some other ones, but are there are if uh, you show the bartender you you have a Tennessee driver's license, you get ten percent off. Nice. Um, you know, so that's part of it. And then uh, as it gets going to, there's actually a there is an alley entrance to the like the area so mm. you can because the second floor personally and i think for the friends that i brought up there thus far is really kind of going to be the gem i think for locals because the first floor we wanted that to feel like you walk back in time it's 1800s it's sort of this throwback it's, a small, it's, it's very small it's, it's intimate. a tight space down yeah there. and the second floor is much more let's think national 1970s to, to 2010s like more of a a cool music lounge mm. type of vibe. And so it's got a little bit higher end bourbons on it. It's easier to get food, all those things. So, um, God bless you. <laughs> um, you can do all those things. And so, um, I think that in that back door gives you the ability to either just go up to the second floor right away or go up to the rooftop, which when they finish getting that build out, as you said, the, the, the view from the rooftop is just, is just amazing. It's perfect. So love that. Um, it's right over like the courtyard for the arena, right? Yeah. Like I, just overlooks. It's a whole different view than looking at Broadway. It looks at fifth Avenue. Yeah. So you yeah. can see basically uh fifth and broad is in full view, yeah. the front entrance. So we, over the, the, we got it in August and started working on it. Uh, and so there were times like we would just go up there um, on nights just to see what the crowd was looking like or, I uh, probably did myself here some level, but went to the, you know, the Pearl Jam concert when they were in town. And so went up there to have a couple beers. And it, I mean, it's just such a, you're, you're close enough. You're in the crowd, but you're also far enough up that like, you're not getting bumped into and, you know, all the other things that go on. So um, it really is kind of a cool view. That's awesome. Pearl Jam is my favorite band of all time, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> just, just so you like, they're a great <laughs> band. Well, did you go to the concert also? I did not oh. uh, because it was on September the 16th. How do I know that? Because that is my anniversary. Oh, and my wife, good. I said, I th- I'm going to paraphrase yeah, here. My to, wife said, we're not fucking one. going to a Pearl Jam <laughs> concert on our anniversary. It's not her favorite band. Can't disagree so with her there. I will tell no. you that two days later, they played in Louisville at the Louder Than Life Festival. Okay. And tickets were $70. And I drove my happy ass to Louisville two days later <laughs> by myself and saw Pearl Jam set right up close Sounds to the like festival. Sounds like a great compromise. It was great. It, I had yeah. a good time. That's right. But I did miss seeing him at Bridgetown. I'm a little jealous. You can just date ourselves. Concert. It's okay. Don't worry about that. Nothing wrong with Pearl Jam. That's right. Half of our people are like, who's oh, Pearl Jam? <laughs> exactly. It's no, amazing. Everybody knows exactly. who that is. No, it's amazing. Knows. And our demographic would, who listens to this show, they know. But like servers and people where I was like, I went to the show and saw Pearl oh, Jam. Yeah. Like, do they sing that song? Like, they, oh, don't, yeah. they have no idea who Pearl Jam is. Like, how do you not know who Pearl Jam is? Like, does Dua Lipa play with Like, no, no, it's a whole different. But it's, all, it's like a thing. It's like people don't know who Pearl because they're not relevant if you knew their music in the 90s. Absolutely. And that's when I grew up. So that that's my, 
And I think being, like you said, in the hospitality industry too, there, there's quite a cross section of ages. And so you can, you, you find yourself a lot getting into conversations where they just sort of look at you like you have four heads. Like, How do you not know this? Well, I, I was, I, I lit, I'm, we're going way off topic here, but like, I really felt like I had like some feelings about, it. I'm like, are they like a old person's band like am i yes. old wow. now like what is this like how did nobody people don't even know about pearl jam they've sold when 50 we, million records when think? we were growing up and we would listen to classic rock radio that's us now we are the yes. classic we now rock. listen to classic radio. correct it is terrifying if you do the math it yeah. is yeah. like I when your dad this. would listen to like the you know the 50s 60s music here like that <laughs> it's it's sadly it is the oldest music now it is it's the oldies yeah sweating to the oldies wow well there we go yeah. so perfect okay you're not dating yourself in this room but uh, <laughs> i guess that to, to some people you are um wow yeah Anyhow, so, great view yeah. there from the Pearl Jam. You were an extra That's watching the that, whole thing. Yes, the rooftop's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think it's if we do it right and all those things, it's it should be a place that should locals want to be. It's absolutely a locals place. And as we kind of think about it, it's um, we don't mind uh, the out of towners coming in. It's just you will we we ask that you sort of adopt our manners and customs, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed the other way around. Beha- mind your manners, behave yourself. That's right, exactly. Do you think that's a thing downtown? I mean, I think that people come to downtown Nashville mm-hmm. to completely act out of character. Oh, oh yes. yes, I mean they Absolutely. come down there because they want to let loose, let loose, and just act like idiots. Are you, are you saying you're actively trying to get people to not do that in yes, your place? A hundred percent. And we've had some fun with some fun house rules uh, that we've thrown up like around the place that is things. And we, we fully have the, the, the security staff in tune with the rules that are around the wall, which are things that like, I think some of them are like, you know, if, if mom want to be proud of it, don't do it here. Mm. Um, you know, if it starts with like, Hey, y'all watch this, please do it outside. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and then I think there's a, if there's any, if there's any amount of wooing going on, it better be related to Fred scoring, Fred scoring or an impending FBI raid coming in, you know, <laughs> having that fun throwback to the prohibition era. So trying to do things like that where, yeah, I, I think we want to get back to about it being about good food and good music and being able to actually hear the person you're talking to while still enjoying the music and having energy in those things going on. But, but that that's. You know, like, I, how's that going for you? Um, it's it's going well. I mean, it was hard getting it open for sure. We were racing the clock and, and permitting and all the fun things you have to go through. Um, and I think we're finding the musical talent, and that's coming as the more it gets out there, the more people realize like, hey, we're not going to force you to play certain set lists. You, you know, if it's we're trying to keep it in the the genres of country, bluegrass, um, classic Southern rock type of stuff. Um, but I mean. We we had done some things where the NCVC had asked a lot of the folks with properties down there to come speak and, and kind of work together to try to figure out how to start to, you know, to address some of the challenges that are going on in downtown Broadway. And I was just so struck by whether it was the police chief or Commander Bearden or the fire mark, that's the challenges that a lot of our, our first responders face and just the noise level and the darkness level and just trying to help keep everybody safe. And so um, I think for us, again, being locals, it was important to to – I mean, this is our city. This is the city we love. So let's let's help do what we can to be a good citizen in that city and provide. Listen, I, I, anybody that's been in Nashville any length of time knows all Nashvillians know how to have a great time and, and how to have a lot of fun. Um, but we, I think it's that doing all that while still, as I joke about it, it's always like, 
I, back in the day, if somebody knocked your beer over, the first response, I'm so sorry, can I buy you another beer? Now it's, you know, there's a fight pending or there's something going on. Um, and I, to your point, um, it's just bringing some of that, 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 um, Again, Broadway's great, so I, I don't mean to. I don't want to be critical of it because it is. It is an awesome piece of the city. There is a lot of energy. Um, I think for us, it's just about giving. We're, we're not going to. We're not going to out honky tonk some of those places down there. They're fantastic. <laughs> They're huge. They are awesome. And so, how can we? What can we be? Let's Where's just be your ourselves. niche? Yeah, we're yeah. we're about being local in the community and giving people just a nice place to come and before a Preds game. You know, what, what are you guys after. doing food wise? You mentioned uh, yeah. me- your menu. Yeah. So, again, if you go to the second floor, part of the fun, I'm sort of ruining some of the fun, but you would find. Spoiler alert. I know. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert. Um, we, we've put a lot of frame pictures up of all the fallen, what we call the fallen friends of Nashville. So you'll find pictures of the flume zooms up there from the old opera. Oh, man. You know, we have a T-shirt from Dancing in the District. We have uh, a picture of Rotiers. You know, you have a lot of these things that well, all of us have, have you know, have been here for a while, know and love. And so um, part of that, I think burgers, like good old school hand-formed patty burgers have always been a part of Nashville's culture and history. And so we, we're kind of, let's see, we're not going to do a lot of things, but the things we do, let's do really well. And so there's the Teddy's Tavern Burger, which is down there, which is awesome. And then uh, doing really good, I, you know, for me, I always, when I think of Nashville, I always think of like chicken tenders or chicken fingers. Mm. Like there was that era where there was just so many chicken places to go to. And so trying to get back to like really good, high quality chicken, um, I guess chicken tenders is the right way to call them. And so, um, and then, and then of course, fried Oreos, because who doesn't love fried Ooh. Oreos? So, yeah. We did fried Oreos. The, the pretzels and beer cheese are obviously a staple as well. Oh yeah. You Food can't, you can eat you while yeah. drinking. You can't have a that's tavern right. without pretzels and beer cheese. And it's a yeah, tavern, right? I mean, I think that's an important thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so doing a few things, but doing them really well. And nice. so making it easy. Again, being thoughtful to, again, locals. What 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 draws most locals downtown is Bridgetown. And so you got to get in out from the where you're going. Those I don't want to, you know, rain on this parade, but you we're on a path yeah. of downtown Broadway. We're all coming together to talk about the issues. Mm-hmm. Has over-serving ever come up? Because it feels like... They're serving people that can't speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of just publicly intoxicated people that you yeah. run into and the just blatant. I mean, I used to, I used to as, kind of as a hobby would drive Uber, but it was fun to go down there and just drive around. But you get people in the car, it's like, ah, I'm like, how oh, does absolutely. somebody serve you? Are yeah. you guys experiencing any of that? What is your protocol for somebody comes in? Because yeah. in my yeah, restaurants, I have to like, teach if there's classes they have to go to that it, if somebody mm-hmm. comes in and they're ex- displaying you know that they're intoxicated you could tell they've been drinking we we don't serve them but that doesn't seem to be on the table on broadway that seems like it just serve everybody as much as you can and they'll sort it out outside yeah no it's a great question and it was part of the questions that 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 group i was talking about that that butch and team had put together to to try to tackle some of these things going on uh spoke at length about trying to figure out just different ways and in, and I'm going to say this again, I might date myself, but but what I was sort of blown away with, the difference between sort of where Nashville is today and where it has been, and I think some of this is probably just growth. I think big cities and the bigger the city you become, probably these are these are just there's more people there's just more stuff and so um is is the prevalence of drugs is changed a lot and just i think even in this country like the types of drugs and what drugs are out there has changed tremendously 
And so one of the challenges, so yes, to answer your question, let me do that first, which is absolutely like all the staff in downtown, 100% is trained at our bar and all bars trained to look for over-serving, not to over-serve, all those things. Um, 100%, I think what's complicated it is in this modern era is, is somebody could have come in just having taken something because, as you said, they're down here for the weekend, they're they're just visiting, hey, they, they get something they off some the edibles. Yeah, and then they, the alcohol amplifies. And so while the, the bartender may have only given them one drink, two drinks, it gets amplified by whatever medications they're on or whether it be legal or illegal. And that puts them in a whole different state. And so I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's tough. Like when you heard all the folks that own the different places and what they face, and there are a lot of good people down there trying to do the right stuff. I think it's just, nobody could have anticipated the volume of like the great news is, Hey, we're a bigger city and people love coming here. The, the challenging news is, Hey, a lot of people love coming here and they're, they're filling up all the areas downtown. So, um, that is, that's, and it's allowed. There's a million people. Somebody's going two bud lights. I get hard when somebody holds up their two fingers exactly. and says two bud lights exactly. to say now, Hey, how much have you had to drink tonight? Like I yeah. get that, but at your place where it's a little more, yeah, no, it, no. So that's also what we're trying to do. And we've worked with our bartenders and one of the cool, one of our cool partners, we actually um, are doing a special release beer for them uh, with Fat Bottom called Hope, which is, uh, it's for the Sexual Assault Center here in Nashville. Um, great organization. If you're not familiar with it, they've been around for 50 some odd years. Um, but they have released this idea of a safe certification for bars and for restaurants. And, uh, and what that is, is in addition, we've got our staff trained on being able to recognize, uh, different situations that can pop up downtown in terms of keeping people safe. And so it ranges everywhere from just being able to, uh, speak to someone and just, you know, looking for those signs and saying, Hey, are you comfortable right now? Is everything okay to, they actually give you at those, uh, at those restaurants and bars, the, the SEC will give you uh, drug detecting coasters. Mm. So you're obviously looking for um, really, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's so, incredible. I, I'm so happy to hear that coasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's absolutely. For like the top three or four drugs that would be used to roofie. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. So you're, you're, your typical set, you know, the drugs that are typically causing the problem. So, um, so you just take some of your drink and drop a drop of it on that right. coaster yeah. and, and then you change can change your color based on what, what is in your Wow. Drink. That's really, that's really incredible. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, I want to know who made up that technology because that guy deserves a prize. Oh, absolutely. Or girl. I don't know who it was. I mean, yeah. I just, the person yeah. that, that is cool. amazing. I, I will say too, you know, it, it's interesting and I'm glad to hear that they're getting involved in particular mm-hmm. with what's happening downtown. I, I was downtown for a bachelorette party a couple of years ago. And listen, I, I'm not naive. I've been to college parties. I worked in bars in Wrigley Field. I, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've been to wild parties. I'm not, <laughs> not much shocks me anymore. Um, but I, what did shock me was the, how blatant some of the men at the bars mm-hmm. were some of the young men with grabbing, touching, I mean, it just, honestly, I've never experienced anything like it. It blew my mind. We wound up getting multiple people kicked out of bars over the course of an evening. And I just, like I said, nothing shocks me, but that night I was absolutely astounded by the audacity of, of what was happening down there. It was, it was frightening. Yeah, no, I, that's sort of, I think the response to a lot of that, because I think Again, what makes what makes locals want to go places? Why do you go places? You, you know, I think it's you got to provide that element of safety. Um, and we want to, if anything, we want to err on the side of going overboard with it, right? Because um, again, why are we there? Yeah, I, listen, 
totally fine to be there to, I mean, who doesn't like, especially if you had a long week, hard week, you know, having a couple extra beers to sort of help you get through that week. Right. But, um, but I think staying inside the bounds, um, is where staying safe, right. is really mm-hmm. important to us and important to the community. And I think, again, because we're smaller, we have a, we can have a little bit of an advantage in that because our, you know, the guys working security can see the entire floor for us. Um, and so, uh, for us, that became a big thing. And I think it's, again, we were fortunate enough to, to partner with them and, and, you know, the quick plug on it would be like, yeah, the hope can is out in market now. And all, you know, all the net proceeds go to the sexual assault center. Well, that's, that's incredible. I'm just true. Cool but yeah, um, I love that. The hope Pilsner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. Let's see. Love it. So we're, we're yeah. at the, I don't, I feel like we could sit in here and talk for, you know, hours because this is fascinating to me. And I yeah. thank you guys so much for coming in today. We, um, happy to come back. We're at, we should definitely <laughs> do it. We, we've got a wrap here, but I do want to give some plugs. I want to talk about, this is where Rachel's going to come in. She's like, don't forget these things. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you guys well, brought thanks. us, you guys brought us some goodies, yeah. which, um, Caroline, you can, Oh, that's get hooked home. up here, or me. we can <laughs> serve people that come in the studio. Whatever, you guys are making pitch, which is the Music City or the the Nashville SC mm-hmm. beer. So if you go to Nashville SC Games, yes. you can buy this. Can I buy this in the grocery store? You can. So yeah. I yep. can buy. This. Does any of this? Does this go to the Nashville SC? Any money go to any foundation or anything, or is it just? A no. co-branded kind of a thing. Yeah. So the, what's unique for our beer um, is is you'll actually find the Nashville SC logo on ours. Yeah. That is kind of the, if you're looking for the big distinguishing factor, it is the fact that we uh, the the agreement being kind of their official partner gives you the the rights to use those marks. Nice. And so we also have. Uh, a co-branded um, just Music City light can too. That just you know, if you think in the spirit of when they do Titans cans or they do other cans, like we have that out there as well. So. Um, but it's fun. I, I played soccer throughout my life in, in college and so did some of the other guys. So it's sort of also just a, a personal fun mm. thing to do. So I'm a, I'm a season ticket holder. Oh, good. I love going to the game. game. Saturday. Fun. Yeah. Fun yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's been, my kids love soccer and I was just like the stadium experience there is so special. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, did they did a great job. They did a great job. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I think a lot of the Preds fans that were the original, like crazy Preds fans yeah. that kind of mm-hmm. gave us the name after that Penguins, the finals and the ticket prices went up 25%. I think a lot of those people were like, I just couldn't afford to go anymore. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's that energy in the stadium that we used to get at Preds games. Yes, and very I much. I feel like I'm one of those people that used to go to a ton of Preds. I watched the game last night and I was like, I, I think I know some of these players, but like I don't go to his end season tickets for nine years. And now... I'm like getting into soccer. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And the energy yeah. is really fantastic. Yeah, it's fun. The team has done a great job with it. The supporters group in Nashville have done a, a fantastic job of really getting behind the team and getting behind their sponsors and the, the supporters. And it's it's been a fun group to work with. It's a, it's a great project. So we also do, um, you have the, the Music City pitch which mm-hmm. is for nashville sc and then you have music city light mm-hmm. which is just like you said our local domestic that's right light beer you have bravazzi and i'm looking at a limonada mm-hmm. a grapefruit and a blood orange those yep. are three flavors do you have other flavors so we have some other flavors there's a variety i mean there's single flavors and then there's variety packs so the variety pack you're going to get uh, clementina which is kind of your more traditional orange flavor uh blood orange limonada and the grapefruit um, and then we actually kind of popular demand. It, it had been produced at one point. It, it sort of 
went idle, but is a coastal collection, which has a peach and a mango flavor in it as well. Ooh. Um, and so then, and then unique to Nashville because we're here and we can do it is, uh, this is the first market that's ever had it on draft in draft form. And so that's been pretty cool and pretty fun. Uh, the response has been, it, it's keeping the brewers busy. It's nice. going a lot better than we thought of it. So, uh, which is a good problem to have. I love that. And then, so from Fat Bottom, mm-hmm. um, you have the Sandy, which is a blonde ale. Mm-hmm. You have the Knockout, which is an IPA. You have the uh, WAC, is that yep. what it's called? WAC, mm-hmm. which is an American pale ale. You're doing Teddy Loves Pilsner, I guess. Is that from Teddy's Tavern? So that, 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 that beer is actually sort of the inspiration behind calling it Teddy's Tavern. Okay. Yeah. So Teddy Loves Pilsner, you have the Ruby, which is kind of your... American Red Ale. It's American one Red of Ale. the original beers. One of the original ones. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like that's the right. flagship, in my opinion. Yeah. Then you have the Hope Pilsner, which um, you just described as it proceeds of Hope Support, the Sexual Assault Center of Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So that is a that is not only probably a good beer, but an important beer for people to go out there and drink. Yeah, and then, and then the WAC beer also, right? So that got its name from there's three different hops, Warrior, Azteca, and uh, Citra, Citra hops in there. So they thought it'd be fun, and you know, it's an easy sort of way to get there. But then, obviously, with uh, the art being the 1950s pinup style tattoos and bomber art and those things, it lends itself very quickly to the Women's Army Corps, which actually uh, my my grand guess would be my grandmother-in-law, so my wife's grandmother, uh, was actually in the Women's Army Corps, mm. and so some fun ties. And so that beer actually donates um, proceeds, some of the proceeds of that beer, to a cool group here in town called Aerial Recovery. Uh, which is an awesome group of um, some special forces guys and vets, different things running around. But they kind of um, they do a lot of disaster response work. They do a lot of other cool. Um, they actually are pretty passionate about um, helping the heroes and helping guys transition out of the military into doing different jobs. And then also taking on the, the hard task of, of getting after the sex trafficking stuff that's going on in the world too. So I love that this charitable component seems yeah. to be such a big part of what you do. I think that's, that's yeah. really great. Oh, I mean, we just see it as a natural, I mean, you're we, we're the local craft brewery. Yeah. Like we have to, that's what we do. Like, yeah. I yeah, mean, local part businesses. Of the community. we want the community, we want to thrive, but we also want the community to thrive. So, um, so yeah, very important. One of the final things that we do on the show, and I'm, we're going to open this up to you because I don't want to miss anything, is we do the uh, the Gordon Food Service final thought, which is anything you guys want to say, okay. you're speaking to anybody who's listening, whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it, and this is for Rachel, I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> so, if, Josh, if you want to give us a final thought, and then Rachel, you could give us like a fact Any check. Any bullet point? Anything that was missed that yeah. you had on your checklist of fact things checks, to talk right. about today. You jump in right after that. So, Josh, the mic is yours. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this will be the uh, the segue to you guys uh, inviting me back again. Um, I mean, so this isn't our, f- like, first world of hospitality and other things. We have some other companies we've done. And um, it sort of led to the development, like we said, we don't want people coming in hating their jobs and, and, and really building team culture. And so... I kind of, I guess if I get to get on my soapbox, which I think is the point here, is, this is uh, it. yeah, I, mean, I think just the importance of, of teammates or other people and the role of team in life, the, the thing I always like to bring up is, uh, I go, if you go look up the, the world, the actual world record, right, for, first you look at one side, the 400 meter dash, right, and that world record's around like 46 seconds, right, and then you look at the, the world record for the 4x100 relay, right, 4x100 relay is four different people, three different baton passes, there's so much opportunity for things to go wrong in that, right, and that world record's at 37 seconds, 
and you're to me it's just mind blowing, right? Like six seconds faster at the world record level you're talking about, right? Is different. And I really always try to use that with our teams to say, like, that's the power of team, right? That is the power of 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 not always being the smartest person in the room, not always having to be right, not always, you know, of kind of just realizing that there's gonna be times in life when when you're gonna help carry other people, but there's a lot of times in life where the other people are gonna help carry you. And and you just can't get through life trying to do it yourself. Um, and I don't care if that's a company in the ecosystem of a community or as an individual in a family or an individual work at their work. And so, um, yeah, it's just every opportunity you interact with someone, it's a chance to make things better or if they make things worse. And so just be part of the team and be part of it. And don't be, uh, you know, as hard as it is for me to remember sometimes to sort of humbly ask for help and those things is, it's, it's so important to getting through life and, and whether it be a company or your own personal life. So, um, yeah, I'll stop there. That bleeds into how we run our companies and things, but, but yeah, just team always beats the individual. So Rachel plugs. I, I think he hit it all. I think you guys touched on all of it. I, we, Ooh, boo, go Rachel. I know come on. No, it's been fun. It's been fun. I started with fat bottom and music city. And so having them come on and really see the team grow and see what the brands really could be and really start to become, you know, ingrained back in the Nashville community has been, it's been super fun to do and awesome team to lead and be part of. And it's great beer and it's a fun, fun labels and fun brands to work with. So Amazing. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we'll, oh, again, we'll have to do it us. again. Yeah. And um, thank you for all you're doing. Love that you guys are doing something really cool downtown that's for the locals. Yes, definitely. Yes. I can't wait to check it out. Go check it out and let us know. because if Don't forget to We're, show your we're still ID. learning. So. I am going to show my Tennessee ID. That's Heck right. yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Appreciate being here. Thank you for Thanks. all for listening. All right. Thank you so much to Josh and Rachel for joining us in studio for that absolutely fun episode uh i learned a lot about what they were doing and they were just they're just a blast i really like those people and i really like what they are doing with their hope and the uh, women of armed forces just some really cool stuff that they've incorporated into their uh their brews uh, i'm actually going next week to take a tour of their facility and check it all out and Maybe there's a collaboration in the future. Who knows? But I want to tell you guys to follow our Instagram because we've the next two days, we had two contests and we could make your weekend awesome. Foodie culinary uh, weekend coming up with Toast Nashville as well as the Tennessee Tasting for the Giving Kitchen. Starting Friday, ending Sunday night, we're giving tickets away to all of it. So stay tuned uh, and follow us on Instagram at Nashville underscore restaurant underscore radio. And I was at the Ben's Friends meeting this past week, Monday morning at 11 o'clock at the Oak Steakhouse. Uh, if you're out there and you are in recovery and, or you're curious about it, you'd like to learn more about it, we'd love to have you there. This is uh, for the restaurant community uh, in recovery. So this is a really neat group of people, and uh, I'd love to meet you. If I might not be there this week, but next week, maybe the next week, but there's uh, Jamie Pruitt as the co-chair. He is the head baker over at the Frothy Monkey Bakery, and he will be there. And um, just great things, uh, great things out there. We've got a couple fun interviews coming your way. Brandon's Book Club, we're talking about uh, Rory Sutherland's book, Alchemy. And uh, I've got a fun interview coming up next week 
that I'll tell you guys about later. But tomorrow, stay tuned tomorrow. Bonus episode with Chef Kev D. Uh, Kev D. Kevin Devane. <laughs> Kevin DeShane. And uh, Alex Ballou and Manit Shohan coming up tomorrow. So stay tuned for that as well. Hope you guys are being safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.